Recorded in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. One man's attempt to spread the ideas of freedom and liberty, one podcast at a time. Reaching out to those of you who are straddling a fence somewhere between statism and freedom. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And the podcast starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you're listening to another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. Tonight, coming to you from the the Gray Homestead Studio. I'm actually inside tonight instead of in the mobile Jeep Patriot Studio. And thought I'd break format a little bit, as if any of my podcasts have any format to them. And I thought I would maybe just do an update from the homestead. I haven't done that in quite a while. Kind of been skipping over that. Lots of been lots of things been going on here. And I thought maybe I would do an uh, an update of maybe current events. It's the end of August. Not quite the first the first of September yet. And already uh, already there's some signs that fall is on the way. A lot of people wish it was already fall even though we still have another something like 22 days of summer left. Everybody's wishing away my summer. Before I get into that, of course, there's the side gig I have of the decals and t-shirts. not going to go into that tonight. If you want one, give me a... Um, if you need a t-shirt or a decal, send me a message, frontporchanarchast at gmail.com, or check out our Facebook page, of the same name, or if you would just like to go to our page where we just advertise some of the eclectic designs that we have, it is uh, facebook.com slash grayuncommons. So, tonight, since it's updates, I'll start with the uh, current world events. In a nutshell. Let's see. The Amazon is burning, but I find out that it burns every summer, evidently. So I'm not really sure what I can... uh, If I'm supposed to be enraged by this, or if I'm supposed to be happy because it's something that always happens. Secondly, stock market's up. One day, down the next... But that's pretty much the way it always is, right? It's up one day, down the next. Am I supposed to be enraged by that? I'm not really sure. Some dude named uh, Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein died. Possible suicide, possible murder, conspiracy a couple of weeks back. I think people are still talking about that, probably. 
can't really figure out how that's supposed to change my life one way or another. One of the uh, Facebook pages I follow, they've been talking about some kind of clash between the Proud Boys and something else. Antifa or something. I, I know that people are calling it Antifa, but shouldn't it be anti-fascist? Anti-fa... I don't know. To me, it should be anti-fa, but anti-fa, but I don't know. For some reason, they're not calling it that, but I'm supposed to be worried about some kind of anti-fa and proud boys or something. I don't know. That's supposed to have some bearing on my life that nobody can really uh, prove to me. What else is going on? Tariffs. Some guy says that we should all have to pay more for our stuff, so I guess that's what will end up happening. That actually does have a that has a bearing on my life, and I'm not really happy about that. But, hey, what am I going to do? Gun rights, those are in the news again. They're always in the news, especially when there's some kind of a big election coming up and that campaign season is in full swing now. I'm told I'm supposed to be worried about who wins this because it's probably going to end up being the most important election of my lifetime, just like the other, I don't know, how many? 10 now? 11? Dang, 12? Like the last 12 elections? The way I look at it, doesn't really matter who wins, right? The government's still going to keep doing what government does. Um, whether the whether the current guy wins again or a new guy wins, they're still going to be taking my money and telling me what to do. So. Can't really be uh, excited one way or the other about that. A guy named Michael Draca, I think that's how you pronounce his name, down in Florida. Uh, Pinellas County, I think that's St. Pete. Interestingly enough, I used to live there. Well, near there. I actually worked in St. Pete, um, Clearwater, that area. And uh, anyway, so a guy named Michael Draca killed a guy just about a year ago. And when I say just about, I'm, I mean, I think the verdict might have came the day exactly one year after he killed a guy. Uh, Draco picked a fight over a handicapped parking space. He got pushed by the boyfriend of the woman he picked a fight with, and he shot the guy, killed him right there. It was all on video. Pretty clear that the guy was, uh, after the guy knocked him down, that uh, Draco pulled his gun, and then the guy backed off, and uh, he was still quite a ways away. He was a whole parking, he was a, at least a parking spot width away from this guy and backing away and Drake is shot him. Some things came out after the shooting. Drake, uh, he was pretty irrational when it came to parking spaces. And, um, I mean, his past actions proved that. And then even in interviews after the shooting, on a public interview, he said he had a problem when it came to people parking in handicapped spots. So, 
I think it was the right verdict. Um, did I tell you what the verdict was? Uh, he was found guilty of. I think it, oh, well, that's anticlimactic, huh? I forgot exactly what he was found guilty of. It was manslaughter or something. So he's going to do like I forgot what, five to forty years or something. All because the guy couldn't control his rage when it came to seeing people parking in handicapped parking spaces. Sucks, huh? Maybe some people shouldn't carry a gun. I don't know. If I were an irrational person, I wouldn't carry a gun. But if I was an irrational person, would I know not to carry a gun? I don't know. A woman named Amber Geiger killed a man last year about this time. She was an off-duty police officer. I said police officer. She was an off-duty police woman and um, came home after a long shift. Saw a guy in her apartment, shot and killed him. Only it turns out it wasn't really her apartment. She was a floor, either a floor too high or a floor too low. I don't know. She hadn't been, been living there very long. Heard a lot of people say that that had to be murder because you can't just walk into the wrong apartment. You know, I've stuck my key into the wrong apartment door before, totally sober. So, I mean, it could happen. I was in the wrong building, actually. And it was soon after I had moved into the place. But, you know, I wasn't thinking. Just pulled in there and parked. Got out. All the buildings looked alike. And I thought I had the right one. Walked in. Stuck my key in the lock. And it wouldn't turn. And that kind of uh, surprised me. I backed off and looked at it. It was the right number. Problem was it was the wrong building. Um, you know, so I could see that this woman might have accidentally went to the wrong apartment. I don't necessarily think it's murder, but she did kill a guy that was in his own house. Now, as the law in Texas reads, if that's really what she believed that she was in the that she was in her own house and she shot and killed this guy, then by law, she shouldn't be convicted. But I got a feeling that she's going to be convicted of something because there's a lot of uh, a lot of people clamoring for her um, for her conviction. I think it was wrong. I don't think she should have shot the guy without figuring out what was going on. I mean, he was obviously unarmed. She was on the outside of her apartment. She could have just turned and walked away. Uh, but there was some witnesses. I think even she said that she was yelling at the guy to show his hand. So there was the element of her being a police employee involved there her police training kicked in and instead of doing the rational thing she started screaming show me your hands and and um, one thing led to another and as often does in police uh, situations like this she ended up shooting the guy killing him so what else is going on in the uh, in the world today that's pretty much it I guess it's Pretty much the same old, same old. I, uh, I try not to get too involved in it anymore. I do hear people on the, on the radio, the, the talking heads on talk radio. Um, they want to talk about how this politician or that politician or this group of people are trying to sway this politician. You know, to me, it's just such a... 
it's a waste of energy because at the end of the day these people still just want to control me and that sucks because no matter how hard they fight to get their way they still want to control other people they just want to do it in a way that they want to do it as opposed to the way somebody else wants to do it and me I don't see putting all that effort into that I mean if I'm gonna fight I'm gonna fight for us all to be free how about that to me that's the that should be the end goal so I'm not really sure why we're not doing that and in fact on the way to work the other day I was listening to um, don't laugh Glenn Beck and I listen to it because it's what's on the radio. I can either listen to that or I can listen to sports radio or I can listen to whatever this crap is that's passing for music these days. Or I can listen to Pink Floyd, Aerosmith, and um, and that kind of classic big hit rock on my way to work. And I just get tired of that too. So listening to Glenn Beck... And he's talking about the debt and how it's so terrible and the national debt. It's so terrible. And he's throwing out numbers that are really mind-boggling. And what China's doing and what these other people are doing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm still stuck on the, the number he's throwing out, like $30 trillion or $22 trillion. And I'm thinking, what does that number have to do with my life? And I mean, I, I know what what could happen from that. Like, the whole system could crash. But if the whole system crashed today, would I really be any worse off than I am now? I mean, I'm basically broke all the time anyway, right? So, how much worse could it be? And I'm going to use that to kind of transition over to what's been going on on the homestead. Um, this year, we've been doing a... Um, an experiment of sorts to see what we can grow, what we can, um, how we can feed ourselves, and it's been a success so far. I mean, we didn't expect any stellar results, and it was a good thing because we didn't get stellar results. But the tomatoes came on pretty good here recently. We've we've had more squash than we could eat. We've had plenty of cucumbers. We've um, we've had a bumper crop of pumpkins considering we didn't even plant any pumpkins but uh, we've got a lot of pumpkins um, would this feed us if things went south it would not um, we'd be just as stuck as anybody else but what it has done for us is it's shown us we can do it if we needed to we need to work on our, our pre food preservation skills and we would have to plant much more of everything uh, particularly like beans yeah definitely beans and grains we've even got some sorghum out there that's probably 10 feet tall and have to figure out how to dry the heads because it, it they have seeded now so we just need to figure out how to dry those and what we're supposed to do with that I mean worst case scenario we could feed those chickens if we had chickens which we don't and I'm happy with that situation right now it's kind of been a fight but I'm happy with that situation right now no chickens 
we do have some sunflowers and again we have to figure out how to dry the seeds and it would be nice if we had a better system for using the tomatoes and in fact tomorrow I'm off so I may try to um, figure a way to dry those and maybe dry some of the jalapenos as well naturally just out in the sun I think you can take a screen and suspend it in the sunlight put the suspend the screen in the sunlight and then layer the fruit or the vegetables down and then put a sheet over that and leave it out there for a couple of days and I think that's supposed to dry it out so I'm gonna try that with some tomatoes and some some jalapenos we have we have made more pickles this year than we have ever before probably combined I've, I have five jars going right now and I just do these very naturally there's just salt and water in those and they they do a thing that's called lacto fermentation and they're still bubbling pretty good so I don't think they're done yet but uh, I'm ready to eat those I pickled I have four quarts and a what you call it a half quart or a pint I think either one of those six and one half dozen of the other but anyway I have um, a smaller jar of jalapenos going so interested in that we have tried lacto fermentation before and it worked for us so and actually we tried some earlier in the year as well and Jennifer made some refrigerator pickles so we're probably pushing 10 quarts at this point which is more than we've ever done before pretty happy about that we eat a lot of tomatoes and we've had we've had enough left over that we have given away a lot and Jennifer put some out on the uh, out on the front porch that I taught the uh, front porch anyway she does put some out there every now and then on the table and people stop by and it's funny because they pick up vegetables and sometimes they leave us money it's a uh, it's great right and then the pumpkins came along and you know pumpkins are pretty big and they're heavy and we're not really sure what we're gonna do with those but we might not even have to worry about it because people have been stopping by and trading us money for those in fact somebody traded money and three dozen of three dozen eggs so that was a plus huh we don't normally eat eggs but we will eat eggs from as Jennifer puts it happy chickens and the lady that lives down the road here from us has happy chickens so we're doing that we've um, we're also in talks with somebody who has some I'm gonna put quotes around this pet cows and we have um, we have a couple of acres here that are fenced in that we that comes along as part of the rental with the with the house we're in and um, there's a guy who cut the hay on it for us and he has some cows and he says that they're pet cows and he needs a place to keep them for a couple of months so we may um, we may strike up a deal with him since um, we've been trading some things with him so might try that 
I, I kind of feel bad. Somebody did stop by and wanted to put their cows on it, but their idea was to trade us beef for it, and we don't eat meat. And I'd really feel bad about putting cows out there that I know are going to be headed to the slaughterhouse. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, other homestead news. We have all of our dogs are finally here. Um, my mom got tired of them all, I guess. So the um, they're all here and everybody's happy so far. So that's a great thing. And uh, she brought some of my other friends up so I'm slowly getting those here as well which is a nice um, a nice thing oh and Jennifer got she she has planted most of the um, the fall garden I'm interested in seeing how that goes and I do have some things that I would like to do like building some um, cold boxes I think that's what they're called so that we can grow some things during the winter time. Longer into the winter and then earlier into the spring. And I'd love to set up some hydroponics so that we could have some fresh tomatoes all, all winter long. But again, I'm not sure if I'll have the time to do that or the money. It doesn't sound like it would take very much money, but but I don't have much money. so. And that's pretty much the... Uh, the update from the homestead. Oh no, my side gig. I told you about Jennifer's side gig with her, um, with her gardening, which she's put a lot of effort into that. But uh, my side gig has, it's been, um, it's been trying a little bit because I have, um, I have a full time job, and I have to drive two hours a day to get to that job. So I put in about ten hours a day doing that leaves me two days off. Jennifer usually has something scheduled for one of those days, so in my spare time I do my side gig, the decals and the t-shirts, and pretty much I've had enough business to keep me busy for um, for those few hours that I have. I'm not getting rich off of this, but at the same time I'm learning as I go along. I did a lot of I did a lot of um, educating myself using YouTube but yeah, the uh, decal t-shirt business slowly picking up, and um, I'd love to transition into doing that full-time so that I could stay home more, be with the kids and Jennifer. And uh, once we get that rolling, once we get that ball rolling and everything set up, then we can move back to the homestead, the real homestead, and uh, can go off-grid. Life would be a lot easier that way. It'd be a lot, I think it'd be a lot more fulfilling. We did it before, and, and uh, life's tougher living off-grid, but at the same time, it seems to be a little more rewarding. I mean, when you know if you don't do something, you're, you know, there's a chance that you're going to die. That's um, that's pretty motivational, inspirational. So we're looking forward to that. And the best way for us to eat the the only way we're going to get there is if you guys buy some t-shirts and, and decals for me. That's why I push that so hard. So um, share some of my stuff. Share the share the podcast. It's pretty easy to do, right? Just if you're um, if you're listening to the podcast and you're on a computer right now, you can just find the web page. It's pretty easy. Anchor.fm, front porch anarchast. 
it's real easy once you get there, uh, there I think there's a, actually just one button that you can push to copy the link and then you could share that through your social media or you could email it to your friends or send it through whatever messenger um, apps that you use it's pretty easy share it to somebody who um, who's already a little freedom oriented but you know I'm, there's some of those hardcore statists that just need to hear a little um, a little bit about anarchy especially from the uh, the view of someone who doesn't believe in throwing Molotov cocktails we're not looking to take over the world we're just wanting people to leave us alone and I'm sure there's more people out there like us every now and then I run across somebody and, and you know I'll, I'll get to talking to even strangers and what it all boils down to is most people do want to be left alone but there's a lot of people who still want to be able to control how tall their neighbors grass gets if we could just get past that mindset that would be great I'm going to end the podcast with Freedom Starts on Your Own Front Porch. Be sure to share that with your friends, even if you don't share anything else, because I, I really think everybody needs to hear that. But somebody in your life needs to hear that Freedom Starts on Your Front Porch. So spread that message. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchist. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. No masters. And our king is no masters.